Well, hello, LGCS community. This is Mr. Wilson, one of the two chapel coordinators at the school, as many of you guys already may know. I pray today that you are well and healthy and staying safe. Paul would say to his beloved friend Timothy, grace and mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. And I really just want to extend that to all of you today. May you see and just become entirely overwhelmed in his amazing grace and mercy and peace to you. I wanted to just extend a thought in relation to everything that's happening in the world right now and hope that God in his grace might encourage you through it. You know, when I was growing up in elementary and middle school, I was never really an avid reader. Books on books on books would be laid on my desk and again and again and again, I would just let out this huge agonizing groan it stayed that way even into high school. I remember this website called Sparknotes, and it was an absolute miracle for me. It gave me the quick summary of events, and I could pretend that I read whatever book was assigned, even if I didn't. Now, I don't recommend this. Sparknotes made me feel accomplished on the inside, but my grade paid a heavy price for it. And even now, it just takes me months to make it through any book. But kind of summarizing my way through the book wasn't the only thing I did. I figured, well, if I'm not going to exactly power my way through the story, then I might as well just see how it ends. And so I'd actually make my way to the end of the book and then read maybe, I don't know, the final 20 pages. In other words, I loved to spoil it for myself. Now, I'm not encouraging you to do the same. I can't fully remember all of my younger days, but I'm sure that I created a lot of arguments with others for spoiling the endings to them. I found something else to be a little bit interesting though. Some books, not every book, but for some, reading the end of the story or spoiling it for myself actually kind of made me want to read the whole story. One of the books in specific that I remember this happening with was a 1985 science fiction story named Ender's Game. Honestly, I can't recall too much of the story except that I was fully engaged in it. I was fully into it even though I knew the ending. Now, before I go into a wormhole into books and spark notes, let me just say my point. See, there are bad spoilers, but there are also really good ones. In fact, a study out of the University of California, San Diego, found that some people, like younger me, reading the ending of a story first actually makes the book more enjoyable for them. Now, why do I bring all this up? Why talk about stories and books and spoilers and all of this stuff? I'm not doing this today just to encourage you to read more science fiction books during all of this, although that actually might be a cool plan. But I bring all this up because I think for many of us, this season of disease and social distancing we're in can stir up a lot of fear and panic and worry and sadness and really just a lot of unwanted feelings. Some of us are going through temptation, whether it be a temptation to be lazy or temptation to act on our anger or speak harshly. Some of us are just caught up in the mystery of everything, and we're all tempted sometimes to give up faith in those uh, moments. One of the main thoughts I had at the beginning of everything was, when or how does all of this end? See, that's what these kinds of seasons do. They bring out fear and confusion and a whole lot of questions. I don't doubt one bit that many of us have a lot of questions right now. Maybe not even just with the pandemic, but maybe it's about family. Maybe it's about why we function as humans the way that we do. Maybe our questions are about God. 
This is not just a season of fear and maybe anxiety, but surely of great, great mystery. And so what do we exactly do in these times of mystery? How do we react and what strategies are there to take? Well, there are a lot, and of course, no two people are always the same. Maybe that's a podcast for some sort of another time. But I think that one huge and really helpful strategy we can do is to, in a way, do what I did with the books when I was a child. Read the ending. And to do that, one of the best things that you can do is take out the book that God himself has given us, or in other words, scripture. Paul writes in chapter 1 of 2 Corinthians, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now those words are beautiful. Um, I'd love to revisit them someday, but Paul is basically saying, hey, God comforts us in affliction. He doesn't abandon us in it. He doesn't uh, uh, afflict us in affliction. He offers something so incredibly different. He offers comfort. And again, words for another time here, but notice why he actually does that. So that we would comfort others. But the thing is, God promises peace to us. And one of the primary ways he does so is through his word, through the Bible. I tell my students all the time, but the Bible is literally the God of all peace and comfort speaking to us. His words are, or at least should be, comfort to us. It's amazing what a simple Google search alone of comforting verses in scripture does for us. It's incredible how God can take that and bring such peace to us through it. Some great books to really dive into when we're looking for comfort can be the book of Psalms or areas of Jeremiah or Isaiah. Really, though, scripture in its entirety should be comforting to us. See, in the Old Testament, we get to see how all of scripture points to Christ, our Savior. And in the New Testament, we see the Gospels and we get to observe how Jesus healed and taught and cared for his own. But in the New Testament, we get something else as well. Many of us know the book of Revelation. Now, I won't go into every detail of the book because there's a lot in it. I really actually just want to give us all what I think is a great, amazing spoiler today. Have you ever just took a second and thought, huh, I wonder what's on the last page of scripture? Well, I'd love to invite us into thinking about these wonderful words from John as he closed out the book of Revelation, the final book of the Bible. You have words such as Christ calling himself the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And then John writes this in verses 20 to 21. He says, He who testifies to these things, that means Christ, says, Surely I am coming soon. And John goes on to write, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. Now, two things happen in these two verses. The first is Jesus' action. We see something of amazing certainty here. He's coming soon. He is coming, and he will restore things back to how they should be. We don't know when, but he will. 
No more suffering, no more sadness, no more temptation or confusion. And all that's left is just eternity with him. You know, I think we can forget to have that future perspective sometimes. I think we forget the fact that he is coming back. But this amazing spoiler alert can actually be God's great source of comfort for us in these times. We know the ending of the story, and we know that the ending is something amazingly good. And this is why we see John write what he does in response. We saw Jesus' action, and then we see John's reaction. Amen, he says. Come, Lord Jesus. See, this was such a joyous thing for John to know. And I guess I just pray right now that it would be a comforting and joyous thing to us as well. We who are followers of Christ forget sometimes that we have hope. We are not without it. And so wherever we are right now, I would just encourage us to say that with John. Maybe it's right when we wake up. Perhaps it's when we eat lunch. Maybe it's before we go to bed. Maybe even say it all three times. Say it more than those three times. And actually, that's my first challenge to you this week. First, pray those words with John daily and let it remind you of the hope and the peace that we have in Christ. And then second, tell others. Remind others that we do know the outcome. We know how things end. We know the ending of the whole entire story. Tell others about the hope we have in Christ. For maybe the first time, you're actually receiving permission and encouragement to spoil the end of the book. Friends, he is in control. He has not abandoned us in this time. He never has in the past. And he still has not in the present. And he never, ever will. Yes, come Lord Jesus and restore things back to how they were intended. Family, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you this week. Mm-hmm.